What is good, motherfuckers? This is the Be Cool Podcast. Back at it yet again. Episode 109. I gotta think. I gotta believe. I gotta recollect. Deep in the Rolodex of this crazy brain. Hope everyone's doing good. The dog days of summer are upon us. We got temperature fluctuations. We got droughts. We got floodings. All depending on where you at. Where you been. Who you seen. What you know. Shit is going down every day without our knowledge. We're just going to speak about a few of those things today on that episode 109. Be Cool Podcast. Going to head out and see the locksmith this weekend. Deep in the middle of fucking nowhere. Electricity coming from the sun. Maybe the moon. Little, uh, little radiation style. Keeping it real good. We're gonna get into the NFL picks. I'm not gonna go crazy in depth. I'm just gonna let you know, let y'all know what I know. Maybe help you out in a few bets this year. Just embracing it all, taking it all in. Shout out to uh, Miss Lauren for her birthday this past week. Hope you enjoyed Nolans out there living at that Cafe Du Monde. Oh man, just bit the side of my cheek. Gotta preface this. I'm high as hell right now. About to get through a nice podcast. We got a special ending. I previewed it last week. An idea doing a top 10 of certain things. Gonna start off with some music, top 10 songs of certain artists. We'll get into that at the end of the episode to send you on your weekend doing the thing, doing that damn thing. Labor Day weekend. Hopefully, not working. Or you are, you have a job getting paid, but hopefully, you're not working this weekend. Join yourself. Having a couple, I'm drinking a high noon right now. Had that chronic earlier. I got some nice uh, boneless buffalo wings. Boneless honey mustard wings. Going down here in a little bit. After I relax, relocate, and reflect on a beautiful week. So we're going to get into AFC starting off. NFL seasons kicks off next week. Next week, Thursday, you got the Rams and the Bills. Hopefully Buffalo puts that, oh, man, puts a statement down. Got to get it done. We got to get it done for sure. So AFC, the AFC East definitely got the Buffalo Bills coming back with the same roster. Um, obviously, there was a little uh, a little story about the punter they drafted. Um, seems that he may be a rapist. Um don't know the facts of the case. Obviously, no one knows the facts yet because got to go to court. If they're, I don't think that I think it's a actual civil suit. It's not even a court case. But because of, you know, obviously raping people is ain't that ain't the thing. If you if I you know you you're doing that shit, you got to get hung in the town square if you're guilty of it. But you got to get the case done. We got to have the facts of it. But he was released by the Bills. You know, justifiably, you can't have that kind of stuff as a rookie. Coming in, you can't be having that. Bad locker room guy. Bad locker room guy. Um, then the Cleveland Browns pick him up. So, obviously, they don't have any morals. Cleveland's got some uh, issues of their own, obviously. <laughs> Deshaun Watson, he ain't playing for a couple games. So, I got the Bills coming out of the East. All the other guys got some young quarterbacks, young teams, new faces, fresh faces. Um... You know, the Bills are just a solid team. So I see them definitely taking out the East, probably winning the AFC to play in the Super Bowl once again. But then you got in the North, the Cincinnati Bengals. Tough, tough team. Tough, tough team. Obviously, they got Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. They got a pretty good defense. 
Joe Mixon in the backfield. And uh, they got a great wide receiver that's right there with Jamar Chase. T. Higgins, another another big wide receiver. And uh, such as A.J. Brown type of player. Big body. Catches a lot of passes. Might be on, on par with Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase got a lot of deep threats. T. Higgins still got his points up. Still got his points up. Good target in the end zone as well. So I see the Bengals coming out of the north. Then you got the south. South was a surprise to me looking at it. Deep and diving. And obviously they got Jonathan Taylor. Best running back in the game right now. And they bring in. They bring in. Matty Ice. Matt Ryan. He's going to have an offensive line. He's got Michael Pittman. He's got a few other targets. But all you need is a few. And they might bring back T.Y. Hilton. Who knows? Why not? He's a Colt for life. And uh, with everything they got there, obviously they got a stout defense. Always has. It's the uh, the mindset in Indianapolis. Regardless of who's coaching, somehow there's a mindset. of It's always a team like, oh, Miami's gritty. Well, isn't, don't the coach change that attitude? Like, Miami ain't always been gritty. It's just you got some dummies. And when I say dummies, I'm not saying like t- trash players. Alonzo Mourning was a dummy. Throwing fists at guys like trying to be a tough guy. You ain't a tough guy, dude. You ain't never swung at nobody. You're doing those weird fist moves. Nobody cares about that. Dude want to fight. He's going to fight. No one's going to do the, uh, oh, yeah, I'm trying to hit you. They'll hit you. Somebody wants to hit you. They're going to hit you. Otherwise, it's just bullshit. We talked about that bullshit last week. Um, So down to the NFC. I got the East. NFC East. I got the Raiders coming out of this. They got a great, they got a, I shouldn't say great, they got a fantastic running back, Josh Jacobs. Obviously, they got Derek Carr. Um, Weird eyes, looks like uh, he's got mascara on or something. Maybe that's something that keeps his son out. He's got weird beady eyes, not a big fan of that. But he's a good quarterback. He's sufficient enough. Um, And they got the wide receiver, they got the crew there. They got Devontae Adams, one, I mean, top three wide receiver in the game capable quarterback you got a run game got a defense a little bit and um how can you hate the raiders i think that's a little surprise for me but i'm gonna go with the raiders there was a couple other options in there you could get into but we're not here debating all that this ain't the nfl preview show it's just a i was told you i was gonna give you the picks take it as you may nfc north i gotta go with the eagles Jalen Hurts, mobile quarterback, played well last year. Gets another wide receiver. You got A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. A little sip of that high nooner. Relax. You got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Miles Sanders, a little banged up. He's always banged up. You got Gainwell, another rookie from last year. Looks like an okay team. Just got to play defense. And everything, you know, it's all based on who's going to be healthy. You know, people get hurt all the time. Christian McCaffrey's been hurt. I mean, you go down the line of stars who have been hurt. Happens all the time. It's not a mystery. Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas. I mean, these are some of the guys I've had on my fantasy teams. Really disappointing. But I've won titles. I've come in, made some bad decisions in the championship games. But... It is what it is. You can't win them all. Some coaches make bad decisions. Some owners, bad decisions. So I get the Eagles out of the NFC North, NFC South. Got to go with the Rams. Um, They lose Robert Woods. 
their running back situation is, you know, they got a, a lot of depth out there, a lot of unproven talent. They got Henderson Jr., obviously. Cam Akers is all banged up. Um, but they got to figure that out. They also have a, a third running back that, can, you know, can compete for the number one role. But they got Cooper Cup still. And when you get a guy like that, it's it's hard to... Uh, it's hard to hard to figure out what you're gonna do. That guy demands coverage because he's so talented, so speedy. That only lasts so long, though. You know, you can ask Wes Welker, what's Danny Amendola doing these days? You know, it only takes a few times. What's Julian Edelman like? You know, it takes a few times for these guys to get banged up, Huckleberry concussions, and they're fucking done. You know, they're done with. So that's the AFC NFC. Division. I'm going to say the conference. It's going to be the Bills, Bengals, and the AFC, NFC. I think it's going to be the Eagles and the Raiders. I think the Eagles and Raiders have a much uh, balanced, much more balanced team. And I think it all it all goes down to healthy. Who's going to be healthier? Goes down to that. I'm going to say. I really like this. Man, I don't know if Jalen Hurts has it, but I'm going to bet on the talent around him. I'm going to go with the Eagles versus the Bills in the Super Bowl this year. Eagles Bills, that would be a great little cross the uh cross the border subway series style. Eagles Bills. I mean, obviously Buffalo's a little bit further than, you know, further north than Philly, but we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. Nice nice little deal. But you're going to play in a different, you know, warm environment usually. Usually it doesn't happen in Foxborough the Super Bowl. So those are the NFL picks for the year. I would give out my strategy for dominating in fantasy football as I do, as I've been known to do. Um, I would give out my sheet on and my picks early to let y'all know how my strategy is, where I will be, who I'm taking, who I'm not taking. But I can't do that just yet. I'm going to tell you my team next week after the draft is over with now so these rats don't figure out how to be talented, wise, intelligent, smart, strategical picks to get to where I'm at, my level. And we can, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. You can go check out the pages. Hog Smashing knows what I'm talking about. So little NFL picks. I'll give you my draft picks from the drafts coming up on Labor Day. Happy Labor Day to everybody. Hope you're out there enjoying that good, good sunshine. If you have it, if you got your feet in the sand, ass in the water, doing your thing. Shout out to, shout out to old Problematic out there. Growing those big ass tree roots. Those little uh, Kung Fu Panda style. That nice, uh, what are that, eucalyptus, that chronic. Hopefully you get a nice yield, my friend, doing your botanist thing. Um, big trade in the NBA. Donovan Mitchell finally gets traded out of Utah. Danny Ainge has dismantled this entire team. Next to go, obviously, Bogdanovich, Jordan Clarkson. Stash, uh, Danny Ainge is cleaning house over there. Should be interesting to see Utah play. Might be cheap tickets for your favorite team when they come to town. Um, so the Cavs traded... Colin Sexton, a couple draft picks, and uh, Lori Markinen. Not yeah, I mean, some guy. Sexton, talented player, been injured quite a bit. 
hasn't been on the court a lot. And with Darius Garland coming in, taking over that kind of scoring guard role, um, they could easily move on from Sexton. They get Donovan Mitchell, who's a, you know, 15 to 20 good player. You know, I'd say. I don't know if he's an all-NBA player, so he can't be a top 12, but doesn't play a lot of defense. Still unknown what his capabilities are, what his heights are going to be capable-wise. Is he going to put the work in to be great, or is he just going to survive being... You know, just on the fringe of greatness. So Donovan Mitchell, Cleveland Cavs. Now they got a they got a great lineup. I when I saw that trade, I was like, well, marketing. I think who cares about marketing? Colin, Colin Sexton didn't even play last year. Cavs played great, and uh, you know they can make decisions. They got a lot of uh, young players. Evan Mobley, obviously, um, unbelievable talent. J- Jared Allen. Unfortunately, he was injured at the end of the season last year. Could have been a uh, interesting run for the Cavs into the playoffs. We'd like to see it. So, congratulations to Cleveland. You got a solid team. Can't wait to watch you guys play. Love basketball. Love, love basketball. Uh, another episode of House of the Dragon. It's the House of the Dragon. Name of the show, not House of Dragons. I was slipping a little bit last week, having some fun with it. Didn't really care. I never really care. You can't take this shit seriously. It's entertainment, right, folks? I mean, we're not curing cancer watching these shows. It's entertainment, so we can't take it so seriously. I'm going to drop a lot of bombs on here. If you don't want to know what happened, don't watch the show or keep up. Keep up with the times. I've given you plenty of time since last Sunday. You should know what the fuck's going on out here. So House of the Dragon, they're probably going to skip few uh, like 10 years here pretty soon because they can't be stuck on this one time period. They got to get to different kind of stories. And it's got to be obviously just tension in the house between the father, the king, the brother, the daughter. I mean, some crazy shit has gone on already. Not that crazy, but the, people love the dragons. People love to see a dragon for some reason. It's like, you know, it's like the inf- affinity to find Bigfoot or Sasquatch or the abominable snowman, whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, whatever you're into. I'm not afraid of it. You know, you want to go ghost hunting, have a little uh, EVP, whatever, search, do whatever you got to do. Doesn't bother me. Go search it for gold. I like a nice, good uh, treasure hunt. Big fan, big fan of the treasure. Nicolas Cage movies. I'm even, even though I could care less about religion, think it's a, it's even heresy to even put that out there to, for the public. Happened a long time ago. This was created by human beings to rule other people. People still following doctrine. Some people out there killing each other over the name of some god that they believe in. It's just crazy shit. It's like believing in uh, the fucking Easter Bunny or the Peter Pan movies. You know what I'm saying? The fairy dust, tink, twinkle toes, whatever the fuck you believe in. It's a, as long as you're doing good and doing right by others, believe in what you want. If you're, if you're making shit difficult for at least one other person because of that shit that you're spewing, next, next, moving on. Think of, speaking of next, another uh, Nicolas Cage movie, but when I said next, I was really thinking, nope. I watched that new Jordan Peele movie, supposed to be scary. It's about fucking aliens and an alien who like sucks up things in the fucking desert. And man, could it have got any worse? Just a, just totally, to, it's, I mean, it's like a fucking Western. 
like a weird uh, hybrid Star Trek space balls western. Just wasn't for me. Just didn't make sense. I mean, it made sense. I knew what they were doing. Like it wasn't confusing, but it's just like, why this movie? This movie, this is trash. This is absolutely trash. I wasted two hours of my life watching that trash, similar to watching that Top Gun Maverick. More garbage. But it is what it is. You know, you got to move on in life. You can't, you watch it, you, you let people know, you do your, you do your best. I'm not, I don't have to do the five tomatoes or rotten tomatoes thing. I don't have to leave a review unless you're doing me dirty. I chose to watch the movie. It sucked. It's not, it's on me. It's not on the director. It's not on the actors. Actors did a great job, actually. The movie's just dumb. Just dumb. So, do whatever you want to do. Watch that movie. Don't watch that movie. It's not really going to change my life. I do would say that it, it's kind of hokey. That's an old, old wise. It's an old uh, phrase people used to use back in the day. Hokey. It's like wholesome. Uh, wholesome. Uh, corny wholesome corny kind of connection uh the movie up next i think it was the new movie with oh boy mark Wahlberg and kevin hart it's on netflix it's hokey there's a few funny things in it but it's just fucking hokey it's like they're just they're just getting off doing what they do best being as they are comedic actors in some ways Wahlberg does it in a different way, being sarcastic and quick-witted. Kevin Hart just does dumb shit. Yeah, not not fun. Okay, movie, but there's a few good things in there. But eh, who gives a fuck? It's a good it's a good two hours to lose in your life. If you got two hours to lose, watch the movie. You can do a little fucking before uh, the fall session comes in. Still get that drip season in. Do a little fucking nice two-hour section. You know, a nice session, two-hour session. You have a little food. Have a little, have a little joy. Have a little, uh, a little bogey if you want. Get the candles lit. Get that lingerie going. Put on a little key sweat. Maybe a little one twelve where the players dwell, and get your night on, Playboy. And uh, you know, just keep it popping. Keep it pimping, popping. Keep it popping, pimping. As we uh, have been known to do. And the Lord of the Rings new uh, series comes out. Prior to, you know, the big battle in Mordor. I believe Sauron is out there running around in the secrets. Lady Galadriel is a young lady is out there trying to find him. Find where he's been hiding. Running into a few things. These first two episodes just came out today. I'm not going to tell you the whole story. I didn't really pay attention to it. Because it's hard to in those movies. I just, it's about a, um, a fucking midget taking a ring to a lava pit that's what it is there's some good there's some good scenes in between but there's a lot of walking a lot of running a lot of bullshit and a lot of lies people lying to each other a lot of lies being told but with that said yeah yeah and i think the guy who's playing the lord elrond is the same guy who played ned stark in uh, the Game of Thrones original. I think the same guy, it's the same fucking actor. You, can, you can't mistake a, oh man, it's hard to tell this face, but it's a face you want to hit in the, it's a guy you want to hit. It's trying to straighten that face out. 
Like he's got that. Oh, uh, he's like always smelling something weird. He's got one of them faces, and it's got a, some weird different angles. A little pointy chin, pointy cheekbones. Ugh. Just a real fucking, you know, one of them. Just one of those faces you, you don't have to look directly at. Not cute. Not glamorous. Doing his best, I guess. I mean, the casting director liked him. The director liked him. The producers. Somebody signed on board for this guy to be working. Congratulations to him for working. Hard to hard out here for Pimp. So, you know, keep up, keep on slugging. And when I get to slugging, I got to talk it about Shia LaBeouf. Um, he's got a new movie coming out pretty soon called Padre Pio. About a uh, old Italian, uh, I want to say priest, but like a friar type. He's... But was known to have stigmata, which is for some reason you get like uh, holes in your hands or the or you get the fucking holes in your feet from the Jesus being nailed to a cross. You get the uh, you get the fucking halo thing, the little crown, the thorns like you're you get little dots in your forehead around your head like you're wearing a thorny crown, some weird shit. Never seen it. Never seen it in real, like real pictures of it. I don't know how doctored some of these things are, or if they're doctoring it to themselves. Some people have been known to do some real damage to themselves and to others. So hard to take reality into account when we're talking about religion in any way. But anyway, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf gets casted for this movie because he's going through a uh, kind of a rebirth. Of himself because of him putting his hands on a woman. She talking about it. She exposing him. He gets cut from some movies. His wife somehow stays with him throughout this process. He's been clean for like five hundred. Well, I don't know. I want to say clean. But he's been in this program for like 600 days almost. He's out there on the circuit because this movie's coming out. So he's doing certain interviews. And he's talking about how he's found religion and you know it's a great interview him and uh john bernthal guy from walking dead the lead cop's friend shane i think his name was that's what it was shane played shane in walking dead he's also in not the easy way if you don't know any of that kind of shit you'll know Wolf of Wall Street, he plays DiCaprio's buddy who wears the wife beater and sells weed and pills outside of his house, lifting weights, who sells the pen to him when all the buddies are sitting around first being told about this new gimmick that DiCaprio is about to let them in on. So that's who's interviewing. Uh, the. It's like a good two hours, two and a half hours on... Uh, YouTube, you can find it. Can't remember the name of the podcast, but just just John Burenthal, Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf, whatever you want to say, interview. And there's some great insight in, 
There's a lot of, like I said, religion, there's a lot of good stuff in religion. Some of that stuff really does matter, like treating people with respect, but there's some weird shit in there. There's also a lot of doctrine. There's a lot of control. And people have used that to even control people. People have used the Bible to create their own thing. A lot of religions out there, a lot of saints, a lot of padres, a lot of pedophiles, a lot of killers, a lot of crazy fucks. There's no doubt about it. But I, I enjoyed the interview, watched, watched all of it. Um, there's a lot of self-reflection, him explaining how he feels. But then there's a certain point that, because everybody knows this, where you can find your way out by, with something such as music or with art or with uh, helping others. Maybe you become a, uh, a leader of a rehab clinic or something like that. Maybe you become a priest or something, you know, maybe there's a number of things people find joyous solace in and also find redemption and a way out. But sometimes that same thing is masking the real problem. And I don't know what the real problem is or if young Shia has actually found his inner peace and understands all the, the bad that he did, why he did what he did. Listen, sometimes you gotta shake a bitch. It's comedy. It's a joke someone said a few years ago. It ain't. It ain't nothing. Nobody's out here trying to. I mean, there are people who putting their hands on women. No doubt about it. We've talked about, you know, kidnapping, molestation, you know, rape, and all that kind of stuff. You know, we're not down with that on the podcast. We're down to boil those people and fry uh, in oil. Uh, I don't want. I don't mind if you want to hang them upside down in the public square. If they absolutely are guilty of it, let's, you know, let's get rid of these motherfuckers. I have no problem with that. If this absolute guilt, I don't, I can't have 17 years later, DNA gets, DNA is discovered or DNA becomes something that you can actually test and these people are exonerated. But you know what? They were murdered 15 years ago because we had a public execution and, you know, somebody, somebody in. The state of Wisconsin wanted to move up through the ranks. They wanted to get an easy conviction, move up to the DA from the assistant DA. Now they want to be the governor, the mayor. They want to run for the Senate. Now they're 30 years in our government and we ain't got shit to do but to keep voting them in because what else are you going to do? Who else wants to make a choice in here in this fucking world? Nobody wants to do that. Choices, those are hard. So shout out to Shia. Listen to the interview if you're down with any of the movies he's been in. If you like him as an actor. If you like redemption stories. If you want to hear the ramblings of a religious nut. Yeah, go ahead. There is some good insight in all of that. There's no no doubt about it. There are a lot of gems. But at the same time, some of the stuff he's describing as... He, so you don't, he doesn't enjoy going to church and feel like he's being sold on, a, on, a, on goods... He likes to like be present in the in the religion, which is dynamite. I don't want to be sold either because that to me, if you're selling me something, that's disingenuous. There's no real um, substance there, and you, that's what you want when you are being overtaken, being uh, being guided by something. You want to have some substance into that. You want to have some background, you know, something that you can grasp on, not physically, but something you can hold mentally, because that's where it's all at. I mean, your brain, your brain's working all this stuff. So your feel is actually your brain feeling. It's not your fingers feeling, it's your brain. Remember that. Just a little insight. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a wizard. I'm just a fuck boy 
trying to do it the best he can. But, you know, sometimes the gems just spill out. Nothing you can do about it. So right now, to end the podcast, I'm going to go on, do my top 10, my first top 10 music, whatever. The top 10, be cool top 10 at 10. Whatever time you're listening to it. It could be 12, maybe 10 a.m., 10 p.m. I'm going to let you know what the name of the song is. The place it ranks, maybe play a little clip of it real quick for you from the Spotify. And, uh, you know, let's kick it off with the only way to do it, I believe. You know, I gave a few names last week, but because of this Shia interview was just happened, popped in my head. I got to pick Bob Marley to start this off with. None better than the greatest to do it. The greatest to do it for sure. I mean, I'll give you my top 10 musical artists ever, sometime, maybe next week just to start it off, but this week is Bob Marley, I'm going to do the top 10 for you, and let's kick it off with number 10, number 10 is the song that I was first introduced to Bob Marley in African American Studies class in, what was that man? sixth grade I gotta say it was sixth grade Miss Hubbard Um, I think she was a lesbian she coached JV basketball maybe soccer Um, but she played Bob Marley for us the whole um, I believe it was the greatest hits one there's gold lettering on on it in some way it's just him with his, I think his hand up by his face. I think he had a cigar. I don't think it was a blunt. Could have been a cigar, but maybe not. But anyway, number 10 is Buffalo Soldier. The song that stuck with me when I was listening to the CD. This popped on and I was like, alright. So number 10, because it was the first one I I really uh, that really connected with me when I first heard Bob Marley in my life oddly enough this is it's Buffalo Soldier so at 10 not ranked not to be considered the 10th best song figure it as as you will but I will give you the reasons for my level of ranking and no disrespect at number 10 but Buffalo Soldier because it was the introduction it is the number 10 on my top 10 the be cool top 10 of Bob Marley At number nine is Lively Up Yourself. This is, I mean, this is Bob Marley and the Whalers doing their thing. This is uh, just funk, pure funk. That's probably why it's one of my favorites. Number nine, Lively Up Yourself. At number eight is 
just a, a just a beautiful song. It, it reminds me every time I listen to it of just like just a beautiful summer. You know, being in love in the summer, being in love in general. Just that, just that feeling, that ultimate feeling. It's like the joy, the most joy you have is when you're in like not is when you are. It's when you are in a relationship with. Someone you really like, you really care about, you're really attracted to. And it's just that pure joy that happens every once in a while. That's just like, oh, this is nice. Like when you walk through the living room. Maybe she walks through the living room from inside, outside tanning, wearing a bikini. And you're like, oh, man, I just got to fuck that right now. Come here, baby. Pull on the bikini bottom. Let it fall to the floor. Give a little kiss between the thighs. Love, love. Get it. You know, doing that thing, showing that love, that appreciation for that good, good. This is Waiting in Vain. The next song, another one full of funk, full of that wonderful sound that reggae created. Um, just a great guitar, obviously, and the vocals. A lot of range in here. A lot of, a lot of boom. It's could you be loved? Obviously, Bob Marley and the Whalers killed this one. To me, it's more of I get a little bit of a. Uh, uh, revolutionary side in this song just a little bit I feel a little bit of you know revolting against something you know but just by the name alone someone might think this is like you know this is a love song or this is a uh, sensual song but this is to me it's, there's a lot, a lot of revolution in here a lot of revolution this is could you be loved Bob Marley and the Whalers number seven Number six is, you know, just one of the classics. Um, you know, this this song has probably been played in so many movies. It's unfathomable to count. Why would you try? It's one love, one love, Bob Marley. Number six. And I mean, there's nothing really to say about it. It's just it's the sixth best song he's ever made here. So at number five is going to throw a lot of people off. My number five top Bob Marley song ever done. I have ever heard. And I've heard them all probably. I mean, unless he's got a mixtape when he was three years old. But number five is unlikely. Iron Lion Zion. This is this when I hear this song and it's rarely unless I'm playing it. A lot of people don't know this song or really appreciate it for what it is. To me, it's it's one of the bangers. It's a top five. 
And when you once you once you hear this, I mean, if you ain't listening to it like that, it's got to be on the list. It's got to be on your list. So my number five, Bob Marley. Iron Lion Zion. Let's get it. Now coming in at number four, Bob Marley, Be Cools, the Be Cool podcast, podcast, Bob Marley, top 10. Number four is none other than Trenchtown Rock. I mean, if you don't know Trenchtown Rock, you don't know Bob Marley. This is uh, this is an epic song, almost five minutes long. This is a little bit of the live version, but it speaks for itself. I don't have to give you any background on Trenchtown Rock. It is it is Churchtown Rock, so rock with me. And at number three, the number third on the list, I mean, without this song, I think a lot of people might not know, might not be in tune with a little bit. It is obviously Redemption Song. This song right here is um, is Bob Marley at his finest. It's a rough tumble song. It's enlightening. It, it lets you win. It gives you a little information of history, some knowledge about the past, our dirty past, and Bob Marley brings you along on a journey. And again, to keep with the theme of Shia LaBeouf, you know, redemption. So y'all know what it is. Number three, Bob Marley's redemption song. Now coming in at the number two spot, just just one away from the top. This song has stuck with me since it was incepted. Obviously, it wasn't done when Bob Marley was alive, but because this woman, this uh, queena of hip hop, legendary artist, since she became a part of the Marley family, they did create this song and they've done live shows with. Her and the family doing this, so it's all respect, it's all love. Some people might call this blasphemy, being at number two, but it is. It is the number two Bob Marley song ever, because I said so. And there will be no debate. This isn't a debate show. I tell you what the fuck it is. I tell you the truth straight down the line. There's no emotions connected to this. This is just what it is. But this song's been with me since it was incepted, like I said, when I, I have to hear it every year, obviously, I hear it more than that because it's on the ones. It's on my ones playlist. 
<coughs> excuse me. But it is turn your lights down low, Bob Marley and the beautiful Lauren Hill, Lauren Marley. Um, yeah, this one's just <laughs> is what it is. If you don't haven't heard this song, turn your lights down low, number two, Bob Marley and Lauren Hill. I want to give you some good, good loving. Coming in at the number one spot, the number one Bob Marley song ever. For me, it's it's one that started it. It wasn't the Whalers out here. It was Bob Marley putting it together for what he believed in. His ultimate ruler was Selassie. Selassie was a living person, a president. He was uh, believed the king of kings in the reggae religion, Rastafari. Um, but this song, Bob Marley, Selassie is the chapel. This song is just, uh, there's not a lot of body to it. But damn, if you, if you know Bob Marley, you know, if you've listened and watched all the documentaries about this man. When you finally hear this song, you get to hear it in its entirety. You can find it on find it on YouTube. Won't find it on Spotify. Bought a propaganda there, maybe. I don't know. We'll have to get into that someday. But this is Selassie is the chapel. He is the King of Kings. That is the top ten Bob Marley songs. The Be Cool Bob Marley top ten. I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoy the rest of the summer. The dog days getting it in. Rough, rough. Bow down, playboy. Keep it real. Keep it smooth. Enjoy yourselves. Pay respect to the most high. Whatever you believe it, get most high. Try to stay sober. Don't be out there switching and swerving on the Labor Day weekend trying to be a hero. Keep it safe. Keep it simple. And remember, be cool, motherfuckers. This is Bob Marley. Selassie is the chapel.
ready to talk.